I drank my hot lemon water and sank back into the sofa. There were fireworks going off in my head, and my stomach was hurling abuse at me. I can't possibly look for a job today, I think. I should ring a doctor. I might have a severe underlying health condition that requires urgent medical attention. Maybe it's hereditary. Some class of rare genetic disorder? Or maybe, and much more plausibly, I drank too much last night to escape the fact that I have absolutely no idea what I want to do with my life. I looked over to the kitchen and saw the boxes of dominoes. A cold, stark reminder that I'd drunk bought £45 worth of pizza last night. When I woke up this morning, I had stacked the boxes in a neat pile, hoping the art of organisation would make me feel better. Spoiler alert, it didn't. Over my breakfast of pizza, I looked at the receipt. It seems I was swayed by the three-for-two offer, which included extra garlic bread and barbecue big dip, which was now turned on its side, oozing brown goo onto the kitchen table. That's it, I said, leaping up from the sofa. I can't do this anymore. You've said this before, Dillis said. Dillis was a new acquaintance of mine, the sort of acquaintance that makes you loathe yourself. This time is different, Dillis. How? I want a better life, a better job, a better Ivy. I looked over at the pizza boxes. Or at least I want to live like an adult. You don't even have a job, so... I raised my hand in defiance. I'm not listening to you today, Dillis. When you're in sixth form and your guidance counsellor asks you where you see yourself at 32, you wouldn't say unemployed, recently dumped by a fiancé, living in your brother-in-law's sexist uncle's one-bed flat. I try to forget that Mark's uncle is a misogynist, because the rent is cheap and he's never in the country to check up on me. But Dillis likes to remind me that at my age, most women wouldn't be living alone. They'd be with their partner, have a stable income, and use fabric softener. Dillis likes to tell me a lot of things most of which I try to ignore. She is blunt and unsympathetic. She's also not a real person. Last week, as I waited to see the hygienist, the true hallmark of being an adult, I read an article in a glossy women's magazine about the importance of naming the voice in your head, the voice that creeps up on you in the middle of the night and tells you that your worst nightmare is about to become reality. According to the article, if we recognise that the voice exists we can acknowledge that it isn't us and learn to rise above it. By the colourful language I display every time I speak to Dillis, it's evident that I haven't yet mastered how to rise above her niggling, incessant criticism. But then again, I am my mother's daughter, which means I can be childish, oversensitive and like to bear a grudge. I got showered and dressed, checked outside my front door to make sure the coast was clear, and ran downstairs to the communal rubbish bin to get rid of the pizza boxes. Then I went back upstairs and decided to make a pros and cons list. Reasons why I am a dream employee. Creative. Good with people. Have a lot of patience. Reasons why things are a bit shit. I don't know what I want to be. This is useless, said Dillis. You're directionless and you've put on at least five pounds. It's not even Christmas yet and look at your back fat. I'm off to Spain soon. At least I'll be tanned. Fuck tanned, you're unemployed. Over several cigarettes and a multi-pack of salt and vinegar McCoys, it dawned on me that the last time I felt fulfilled at work was over a decade ago, at a summer job at a local school in Bristol, 
during my university years. The children loved me, we were all fond of penny sweets and toilet humour, and I think I even loved myself. I saw a slice of salami from the pizza embedded into the carpet and I knew the time was now. Was I swayed by the long summer holidays? Yes, I like a European jaunt just as much as the next person. But more than that, I wanted to be valued. I wanted to make a difference. I wanted meaning in my life. I wasn't going to win a Nobel Prize or an Oscar. I'd never fit into a size zero red carpet dress anyway. But I was going to do something significant with my life. No, not something significant. Something out of this world, explosive, knock your socks off phenomenal. I threw my dressing gown on the floor and channeled those gifs you see of Mariah Carey draped in diamonds the size of her face. I got up onto my footstool, fell off my footstool, got up again and threw my hands in the air. I was at Wembley Stadium, playing to a crowd of thousands. I grabbed my microphone, a personalised reusable water bottle, and shouted, I am Ivy Edwards and I have arrived. You're pathetic. Pipe down, Dillis. I had to sit down before doing anything else, as prancing around after smoking had made me feel light-headed. Once I recovered from my overzealous dancing, I googled the school and called the number listed on the website. 